Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with uh, the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16th to the 18th, 2018, and uh, with Future Tech Podcast. And I have as my guest today, Ronnie Moes. Uh, he's been a commentator on every news show imaginable, and he's uh, bumped heads with uh, Maria Bartiromo and all the big uh, you know, stock and equities analysts, and uh, he's got a very extensive background Really excited to have him come to the conference and speak and have a booth and uh, talk about what he's going to talk about. So, uh, Ronnie, how you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, you know, Ronnie, your background is so extensive, I can't do it justice. Would you mind letting folks know a little bit about you and, you know, where you came from and, and what your activities? Uh, yes. Um, I have a top 10 ranking versus more than 4,000 people on Wall Street for my performance the last 10 years. That covers more than 600 recommendations that I have put out. Every single one of them was time-stamped intraday by at least four different newswires. Briefing.com, Bloomberg, Dow Jones, and Yahoo Finance. I've given more than 100 television, newspaper, radio, and magazine interviews. The stock ideas that I get are generated by a 155-variable computer model that took me five years to develop back in the 1990s. Once I get an idea off the computer model that passes the smell test, I then apply heavy fundamental and subjective overlays before going out with an actual recommendation. So I don't say, Richard, I like this name because it scored well on my computer model. I'm giving you a 20, 30 page report to back it up. Uh, in July, I started covering cryptocurrencies as well. I've already put out nine recommendations, and um, aside from the two that I just put out a few days ago, uh, they are all up between three hundred and fifteen hundred percent. Yeah, if if you don't mind sharing, um, tell me about one of the recommendations that was most recent, and just maybe a couple of bullet points on why you liked whatever coin it was. Well, the most recent recommendation is from the fourth of January. And uh, that ticker symbol is BNB, Barry, Nancy, Barry. Binance is the name, and it also just happens to be the name of the largest crypto exchange in the world. It's a Japanese exchange, and they are currently doing $5 billion a day in 
$5 billion a day in trading volume. It's the number one cryptocurrency exchange. And um, the last time I checked, I think they were now number 30, uh, according to CoinMarketCap. And and, um, it's up from number 42 uh, when I made the recommendation five days ago. It's already up 40% for us. Wow. What are um, what are a couple reasons why you liked Binance for just for example? It's just um, flight to quality, and it is the um, the industry leader. Uh, if you want to look at the trading volume, and uh, they seem to have figured out a way to deal with some of the problems that have been plaguing their competitors, who have been blindsided and were unprepared for the number of accounts that are being opened every day. Uh, you probably are familiar with the, with the problems that Coinbase had recently, for example, where they are just having trouble dealing with the crush of traffic to their website, yep. which has caused yeah. some delays in payments and wire transfers and executions. Uh, Binance, on the other hand, um, seems to be doing a better job than some of the other top 10 exchanges out there. But even I they- also like the valuation. I also like the valuation on Binance relative to some of the other altcoins that have run up a lot in the last few months. Binance. I mean, I heard they. Well, I think I saw they stopped taking new uh, registrants on their platform, so even they're feeling the pressure. But I guess they're handling yes, it better yes, than everyone yes. else. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, they did. They did have a problem last week, and uh, because I think they opened up one million new accounts the week earlier. Um, but I think they are the best prepared uh, to deal with what will be coming their way in the next few months. Okay. So maybe uh, I don't want you to take it as a challenger manhood question. You know, I know you got your computer model and that's cool. But what what do you think um, makes you a good predictor? You know, you've done hundreds of predictions. You know, what is it about you specifically, the human element, that makes you a good predictor versus other people? You think? I think it's just a function of how hard I work. I mean, I, I don't leave any stone unturned when I do my research. Um, if you look at the reports that I wrote on Monero, 29 pages. I wrote reports on um, Stellar Lumens, 21 pages. Uh, my cryptocurrency report, report from July was 122 pages. Uh, I do a lot of work. I'm not just looking at a chart and telling you what I think of something. Mm, okay. Excuse me. No problem. Makes sense. Uh, now, as far as how I come up with my price target on Bitcoin, yeah, it's very simple. We have two hundred trillion dollars right now tied up in stocks, cash, bonds, and gold around the world, and all four of those are overvalued. If two percent of that two hundred trillion dollars ends up in cryptocurrency, uh-huh. just two percent. You'd be looking at a $4 trillion valuation for the entire space, and that would be five times where we are today. Mm. If Bitcoin held on to its current market share, you'd be looking at a $75,000 Bitcoin price. What do you think about um, Bitcoin Cash? You know, this is just my speculation, but it looks like it survived. Um, It's got very powerful forces behind it. It made a run for Bitcoin's hash rate and... My, my gut feeling, for whatever it's worth, is that it's going to try to steal the crown this year in 2018 from Bitcoin. What do you think? Well, it's funny you should bring up that name. Uh, first of all, it's up 700% uh, since I recommended Bitcoin Cash. 
uh, to my subscribers uh, back in August. And uh, it's funny that you should mention this because I have a 35-page report going out on Bitcoin Cash next week. Huh. I think there is room for both players in this arena. Um, and I think that is what Coin Market Cap. That's the signal that Coin Market Cap is is sending you. Um, that it's just not a you know winner take all competition here. There is room in this arena for Ripple and Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash and Ethereum and Litecoin and a lot of those names that are in the top twenty right now. What what's your overall perspective on twenty eighteen? What do you think are going to be the big news stories, what are, the, what are going to be the big movements in uh, crypto this year? Well, I recently raised my price target on Bitcoin for the by the end of 2018. Uh, my target was originally $20,000 and I raised it to $28,000. I think you may see a reversal on what we had in the last few weeks, which was a rotation out of Bitcoin and into the altcoins. If you go back a few weeks ago when Bitcoin topped out at $20,000, yeah. the crypto market cap was $600 billion at the time. Since then, the crypto market cap has jumped by 33% to $800 billion, even though Bitcoin's market cap dropped by 33% during that time. So you had a massive rotation out of Bitcoin and into the altcoins. And now, instead of having a 60% market share, which is where Bitcoin was last month, it's down to below 40%. And I think we are going to reverse now. We are going to now see a shift out of these altcoins that have run up probably too fast in, in a short amount of time. They've risen too much. And I think now people are going to start lock, locking in gains on these altcoins, taking the proceeds, and rolling it back into Bitcoin. Oh, interesting. So, so the, 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 two th the two things that I'm looking for in the near term is a rebound in Bitcoin's coin price and a retest of the $20,000 price point. And it will come at the expense of most of those names in the top 50 that have run up recently. Uh, you know, a few months ago, you only needed $300 million valuation to make it into the top 20. Today, you need $3 billion. And what has changed in the last few months? Not that much has changed. So I think you have a rising tide lifts all boats phenomenon where people were just getting greedy and just desperate to find the next Bitcoin. And they were buying names blindly without even knowing what they were buying. It was just a sheep following the shepherd mentality. Hmm. Now, as far as what the next catalyst is, I think the floodgates will open when this hits Wall Street. When the average Joe can just go to E-Trade and in two minutes shift 5 or 10% of their money from stocks into crypto, that is when the floodgates will open. Most the average person doesn't want to deal with Coinbase and Trezor devices and diversifying across a couple of a few different exchanges and 20 different coins and worrying about how to protect what they have. Uh, right. Once you get an ETF here that can track the top 20 and the average person in a couple of minutes can do an asset allocation uh, move in their portfolio, that's when you will see Bitcoin's price explode in my opinion.
Do you think the market is going to continue to be this Bitcoin goes up, alts go down, alts go up, Bitcoin goes down? Or do you think there'll be a decoupling or maybe a third? It's hard to, it's hard to you can't forecast something like, something like this. It depends on what the news is on any particular day. There are days when you see everything going down at one time. There are days when you see everything going up at one time. And then there are days where you can see a clear rotation out of Bitcoin and into everything else or vice versa. Right. Quick question for you. Um, any other major players that you see making a, uh, a big move in 2018, do you think the smart contracts, you know, Ethereum ecosystem is going to make a big move? Is it all going to be still in Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency portion? I mean, what what other things do you see coming to the forefront this year? You know, I think that this whole blockchain cryptocurrency space is where the internet was in 1998. Uh, you know, we went from 1 million internet users to 10 million. Uh, and then the Netscape browser came out and, and the floodgates opened. And we went from 10 million users to a billion overnight. And I think this is going to be the year where this uh, starts to go mainstream. If you remember the Jetsons cartoon from the 1960s, yeah. uh, we're there now. And uh, this is what is going to move us um, into the second half of the 21st century. Oh, okay. Do you, I, I see in all the crypto niches that, um, you know, like decentralized storage or medical data or, you know, whatever the use case is, there's a whole bunch of competitors. Um, but I don't really see any real world uses of blockchain yet. I mean, do, am I misreading the market? Do you think this year will actually have commercial uses where people could say, oh, yeah, we use blockchain for this and, and oh, no, it's, actually- already, it's already starting. This is starting to seep into dozens of different industries, okay. whether it's the banks, the casinos, the apparel companies, or the logistics companies. Um, it's already being integrated as we speak. All right, so customers, you think, will feel and experience blockchain during 2018, a regular customer? Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's going to be big. Any potential upsets? Any, uh, you know, do you think that, there may be a number of ICOs that will either fall under the whip of regulation or fail or there'll be lawsuits. And do you think it'll drive money from the space? Do you see that coming or not yet? Look, there will be, you know, there will be issues in 2018. I mean, it only costs $100,000 to pull off a scam. And you need a $25,000 website, you need a $25,000 white paper, you need to pay someone $25,000 under the table to sign off on the white paper, and then you need someone that will speak on behalf of the company to the public and lie to them. And there's your scam, and then you turn the switch on, and you have a million, a few million dollars in your pocket overnight. So there is a lot of you know, unethical and immoral behavior going on right now. Uh, 90% of the thousand names that you see are either low quality, uh, garbage, pump and dump scam operations. And there is nothing you can do about that. And anybody that tries to make money in those penny names at the bottom of the barrel, they have no one to blame but themselves if they get burned. I am only focusing on the names in the top 50 right now. Most of them are legitimate. Um, I give these names the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I assume 
if a name has reached the top 25 or the top 50 out of more than a thousand names, they're doing something right. Right. And providing a valuable service and filling a hole uh, in this space. Interesting. Um, you talked about your uh, your newsletter service. Tell me a little bit more about that. Is it a? I would guess it's a paid service. You know, how do people get onto the service, and what do they get if they're on the service? Yeah, you go to standpointresearch.com, standpointresearch.com, uh, or you can contact me via Twitter. Uh, Ronnie Moas is my Twitter handle. The first name is R-O-N-N-I-E. The last name is M-O-A-S. That's M like Mary, O-A-S like Susan. I put out daily notes via email several times a week, and I put out a few dozen recommendations during the course of the year, crypto and stock recommendations. Some people take the stock service. Some people take the crypto service. Some people take both. Okay, very good. And it's a, I would guess it's a paid service, right? Yes, uh, most people pay me up front for a year. Okay, very good. And uh, the price points can go anywhere from 50 to $200 a month. Again, you pay up front for a year. Uh, institutional clients pay me a lot more than that. Oh, sure, yeah. And um, you're going to be coming to speak again at the uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Blockchain Super Conference, which I'm, I'm excited to see. You also mentioned that um, there's a charity that's very near and dear to your heart. Do you want to tell listeners about it and why it's important to you? Yes. Uh, if you go to my fundraising page, it's foodforthepoor.org, foodforthepoor.org, backslash my last name. That's capital M, like Mary, O-A-S, like Susan, foodforthepoor.org, backslash Moas. Um, I've been raising money for this charity since July of 2016. Uh, in the last 17 months, I have um, brought in more than $150,000 in donations, and more than 700 donations have come through. Nice. This is a five-star charity that was established in 1982. Last year, we distributed $1 billion in humanitarian aid administrative expenses were less than 5%. We have a very unique business model where we receive more than 4,000 container loads of humanitarian aid from our corporate partners. And then all we need is the cash donations to get this humanitarian aid to the 18 countries in in Latin America and the Caribbean that we operate in. Uh, Recently, we added Puerto Rico to the list after the devastating hurricane that hit there a few months ago. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay. Well, very good. Um, can we give listeners a uh, sneak peek? What are you going to be talking about at the uh, the Bitcoin Super Conference? Um, I will be speaking about the, the, the space uh, with a focus on Bitcoin. I will also be talking about the, uh, the, org- the charity, the organization that I work with. I will be letting people know answers to frequently asked questions uh, that I have been bombarded with in recent months, which I'm sure the people coming to see me will have those same questions. So I'm basically going to be anticipating uh, the questions that your audience will have for me, and those answers will be part of my presentation. 
Okay, and then uh, just last question or two for you. Um, is there anything you know that you wish, you know, people in the crypto world would know? You know, maybe something they're not listening to or something they just are ignorant of. Is there anything that you have a burning desire that you wish people would know about the crypto world right now? Well, I just want people to focus on security. A lot of people don't realize how, how exposed they are to a hack. Some people have two-factor authentication and they're getting the six-digit codes sent to their phone via text message, which is not safe at all. You have, if you have two-factor authentication, it needs to be with Google Authenticator. Uh, you also have to think about getting some of your coin onto a Trezor device or a Nano Ledger device um, because that is the highest level of uh, protection. Uh, and then the issue is, you know, don't take a bet that you can't afford to lose. Uh, a lot of people are going into this space and they have no idea what they're doing. Uh, right now, everybody has this warm and fuzzy feeling because the market has gone from $100 billion to $800 billion in less than six months. And uh, it's not going to be a smooth ride. And I think a lot of people in this arena right now do not belong there without someone to help them and guide them through what could be a very volatile 2018. Okay, very good. Well, Roddy, I appreciate you, you uh, taking the time. And I also want to repeat a comment that sure. uh, one of your headliners, uh, someone who was co-headlining in Dallas with me, um, uh, John McAfee, um, put out a tweet a couple of days ago, which I thought made a lot of sense. He says, the scams usually have the most impressive white papers. And I thought that was a very sharp observation on his part so like i was saying before it is very hard to pick the flowers out of the weeds here and just because you see an impressive white paper don't think you found something because nothing could be further from the truth some of these scam operations are quite sophisticated and they don't go they go through a lot of blood sweat and tears to get a white paper out there that will impress you and you know, separate you from your money. Whereas the people that really know what they're doing don't need to go to that length because the smart people can see what those um, value propositions are without a fancy white paper. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. In other words, don't judge a book by its cover. Right, right. You have to do a lot more in-depth research before you try to pick one of these names and the lower the valuation is the more risky they are okay so just like penny stocks can be more risky penny crypto stocks or penny cryptos are very risky yes a lot of times you get what you pay for okay interesting yeah you're right it's not as sexy for um you know bitcoin to go from fifteen thousand to sixteen thousand as it is for you know xyz coin to go from 0.1 cent to one cent or two cents yeah, or ten cents. You have to play this the way you played the NASDAQ 20 years ago. We had a bubble in the NASDAQ. A lot of people decided to go into these penny stocks in the NASDAQ. Most of them ended up going to zero. The flip side is the NASDAQ gave you very clear signals early on. Amazon, Google, Facebook, Netflix, the Oracle. Um, the market was 
telling you based on the market cap that these are the top 10, the top 20 names that you want to hold on to for the next 10 or 20 years. And anyone that did that has done very well. Anyone that got greedy and was looking for gains that were more than what those top 10 or top 20 names were promising you ended up getting burned. Mm. Okay. Well, that's great, Ronnie. Well, thank you for your time. And I encourage listeners to check out standpointresearch.com and check out foodforthepoor.org slash, you know, your name. And uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.